Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, for the latest updates, information, and picks. You can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. This Major League Baseball episode covers all one game scheduled to be played on Sunday, October 9th, 2022. This is game three of the Wild Card Series. Three of the four series are sweeps, so we only have one game to cover. Uh, in case you're new here, built a mathematical model for win probability using hitter and pitcher projections I've created. I'll make a pick on every playoff game. I'll show for every playoff game. Uh, please note these probabilities. You assume normal starting lineup shouldn't be an issue here in the playoffs. Uh, let's just get right to it. <laughs> There's not much else here to talk about for one game. Uh, and that is Potters and the Mets. First off, we'll start about the weather. Uh, 60-ish degrees for the entirety of this game, which looks a little better than it did about 24 hours ago. It was looking like it might be a little chilly of a night uh, here on Sunday night. Instead, it's going to be nice weather on 60 degrees. It's about as good as you could hope for in New York this time of year. Not going to really help the ball fly, but not going to be 50 degrees. And that would obviously, you know, hurt the ball from flying a little bit more. And the wind is the key thing here. Now, we've seen a lot of home runs in this series, uh, partially because of the fact that we've got such good offenses. And that's why I wasn't playing a total uh, in game two, and that's why I reluctantly played one in game one, and I, and I shouldn't have. Both games have gone over with just a ton of home runs. The the colder temperatures and the wind are really going to help prevent home runs that are weaker home runs, but some of these guys can really hit. And if you hit a ball perfect, it doesn't really matter the conditions. We've seen a lot of that, just some crushed balls so far. And you're not going to have that wind here uh, tonight helping the pitchers. We're going to start off with winds blowing across and then it'll slightly shift towards being out. It'll only be about five miles an hour, but we're kind of talking about slightly pitcher-friendly conditions rather than extremely pitcher-friendly conditions. Those extremely pitcher-friendly conditions have still led to a lot of runs. The total in this game is six and a half. A sideline with the updated weather here on Sunday morning says the total should be 6.7. It's a borderline overplay I think there's a good chance we can get to seven. I'm not going to play the over officially, though. It's It just falls just not as big of an edge. And the main reason, other reason why I'm not going to play the over is I'm going to focus my investment tonight on the Mets. I think this sets up extremely well for them. I commented last night, Nick Martinez pitching in the middle innings of that game seemed confusing and disastrous for the Padres. And he gave up, I think, just one run and, and, and didn't actually pitch too bad. Then I looked at the roster and I was like, actually, I don't know who else they're going to throw. You know, they, they could have gone with Musgrove and just been all in on that game. And in hindsight, maybe that wouldn't have been the craziest thing to do. I'm not really sure. Um, but I mean, you didn't want to go with Manaya lefty, you know, after a lefty. And, and he has looked a little bit better down the stretch. So maybe, but Clevenger's been mostly very met best. Um, and so many of those relievers are just up and down. You saw those relievers are terrible. That's been the issue with the Padres all season. The sidelines kind of consistently said the relievers were okay. Uh, but I just have not been a believer all season in their relievers. And you saw it last night. And I'm really afraid for the Padres, the same thing happening in tonight. The Mets, on the other hand, have arms for days. I've long talked about the depth in their bullpen. They'll start off with Chris Bassett, who they can have a really short leash on. They got David Peterson and Trevor Williams, who are two guys who can go multiple innings and have looked really good in the past. You've got just all their normal relief arms realistically available. Maybe out of, you know, through a little too much last night, they feel they only need the one inning from Diaz yesterday. So he should be able to go. 
It just sets up really well for the Mets. So I'm going to focus my investment on the Mets. Sideline says this should be Mets minus 139. Now that's not completely taking into account the added benefit that the Mets have from being able to use some of their different arms and more creative ways that the Padres just don't have that luxury with. My hunch is they might go to Manaya being a lefty today after a righty in Musgrove. That'd be kind of what I would do. I'm not a manager, though. I did say for the Cardinals yesterday, I said what I would do is go with Montgomery um, in relief after Michaelis, and that's what they did. And and I think it worked out pretty well. It was just you know what I said yesterday, which was even if they do that, it's still not as good as Aaron Nola, and that's why the Phillies got the win because Aaron Nola is fantastic. And it's kind of the same setup here. I think maybe Manaya is worth a shot. I mean, they're just the relief core is just not looking good. So again, Sidley doesn't really know all those ins and outs. It's just kind of treating it as like, here are the guys. But knowing it's all arms on deck for both teams, the Mets pitching situation just sets up so much better for them. The Padres are all on Musgrove. It's got to be him. Seven innings, eight innings. I mean, maybe you trust Hader. I mean, the Padres are just in a really tough spot here. Here's what I will say. A lot of times we talk about should you go with this side or this side or a team total or just take, you know, it, it's kind of a lot of time to try to figure out how the game can play out or what are your most favorable odds. I would not touch the Padres in this one. If you think the Padres can do something, it's got to be some combination of Musgrove and or offense. If you think it's offense, I think just play the Padres team total offense because I'm afraid they may give up a ton of runs. If you think the Padres can win because of Musgrove, just bet his player props. Otherwise, though, I'm very concerned for the Padres here. I just don't think it goes well. I think this is all Mets tonight. I'm going to actually... It's playoffs, so we can do some weird things, right? I'm going to actually split my wager here. I'm going to do two units, a B-grade pick on the Mets' money line at minus 133, and then put one unit on the Mets' run line. It's at plus 170 right now. So split that up a little bit. Try to get a little bit better ROI on our investment on that run line. I think the Mets might run away with this one. It might look a lot like last night's game, where I don't really know when it's going to come, but the Mets eventually are going to score. That offense is really good, and the Potters' offense is really good, too. They might score some runs. It's just, it's a little bit harder to say there given the massive variety of pitchers that the Mets can go with here. So with regards to the starters, I think both Bassett and Musgrove are both very solid. Uh, They both had some ups and downs. It's just, you know, with Bassett, they can say just two times through everything they got. They can have a short lease. And Musgrove, if Musgrove struggles at all, Padres are in for a long day because I don't see it going well with Clevenger. And, and like I said, maybe Manaya, the Mets are a little bit left in and heavy, but Manaya has had a couple good starts at the end. But as I think you probably know, most of the back half of the season, he was a disaster. So that's a risky proposition, too. It's kind of a high risk, high reward. And maybe the Padres have to do it, but I'll take my chances on the Mets. And like I said, specifically, like I said, I like a little bit on that run line just because if it does get ugly, I want to be a little bit invested there. But you know, two-unit play for me on the money line, one-unit play on the run line here. I think this is all Mets. Like I said, I don't mind the over, but I think that's kind of correlated with my run line play. So that's where we just have to be careful. Those markets are not completely independent. So we just want to don't want to be overextended into one market versus the other, given that if you win one, you're more likely to win the other, which is good. But also if you lose one, you're more likely to lose the other. So um, you know, between the run line and the over, I kind of, my, my personal take is they kind of play one or the other thinking the Mets are going to score a lot of runs. Maybe you look at the Mets team total over, but the same thing that's obviously correlated with the game over and the Mets run line. So just have to be careful about not over investing and, and, and acting like they're independent units. You know, across games, those games are independent. And so that's fine to put two units here, two units there, two units there, right? But in the same game, given the correlations there, just don't want to do that. So again, my main focus, Mets money line, a little bit on the Mets run line, but like I said, there's a lot of other ways you can slightly deviate that, whether it's game total over or whether it's Mets team total over. Like I said, I think this just sets up 
really well for the Mets. And that's all we've got, the one game. So thanks for tuning in to this episode of Picks with the Professor. No Monday baseball episode, no Monday baseball games, but we're back with you Tuesday. College football. We'll have college football episode coming out in 24 hours for week seven. If you are not a Patreon member, the link there is in the crawler. A lot of good benefits there. Play of the day, early access to those college football lines, all but one number that moved this last week, moved the direction of sideline. The only one that did was the Ole Miss game. I loved it at a higher number. And thank you, Lane Kiffin, for getting us a ridiculous cover because it didn't really matter that that number moved against us. So you get early access to those spreads if you're a top-tier Patreon subscriber. Get money in on those games this afternoon on Sunday while you're watching the NFL and watch those line movements go your direction. So a lot of good benefits there. Check out that link uh, in the crawler. Also, if you aren't yet, don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to like all those fun things. I appreciate all what y'all do. And again, we'll be back with more sports betting content all month with MLB playoff action and college football stuff. As always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.